Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to Point God. I'm your host, Tom Kenny. Today is June 26, 2018. I'm sitting here in New York City, and let's get into the show. Today's topic, state of the NBA, and can anybody beat those Golden State Warriors? So let's get into this. First, I think it's it's fundamental that we start off with the 2018 NBA Finals. We go to the draft. What does that mean? Some of my predictions for free agency. Can anybody, can you really construct a team that's going to beat the Warriors? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can. So, yeah, but, let, but let's get into this right now. Starting with the 2018 NBA Finals, a sweep by the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry does not win MVP. It's Kevin Durant. Um, what does that mean? I think it's funny when you talk about championships and you're trying to rank all-time players because championships matter. And anyone in the GOAT argument or ranking anybody above any other type of player, you have to use the championship argument. Because championships and being the best player on a championship team is how you distinguish among the all-time greats. Now, context matters too. Who did you play? Who was on your team? And how did you play, right? So just because you win MVP, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything either, right? If you're, if you're going up against a scrub team, like like those 4 Pistons, it'd be Kobe and Shaq, but that's not one of the greatest teams ever. Probably one of the weakest teams in the NBA Finals. But, but whose legacies are changed by... But, but, whose legacy, but whose legacies are really changed by the 2018 NBA Finals? Steph Curry? Kevin Durant? And LeBron James. Now I'm just going to preface this right here. Kevin Love, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green are all-star players. They're probably all going to be Hall of Famers. Klay is, is definitely... Dray, I mean, he's an integral part of this championship team. If you don't put him in there, that's absolutely crazy. I mean, the dudes... And, and, and this is my whole point, right? Right now, or, or before the championship seasons, right? When he only had two... Chips. How many? I, I mean, is is he a Hall of Famer? Borderline. Now that he's got three, and he's probably gonna have four, and he might have five. That this is my this is my whole point here, right? Is the difference between two and three for a player Draymond Green's quality, and to some extent, Clay Thompson. And to a greater extent, Kevin Love, is that the more championships you acquire matters, but the difference between two and three is minimal. Whereas the difference between two and five for a guy like Draymond Green could mean the difference of uh, accompanied with all-star accomplishments and, I mean, defensive player of the years, could move you from, you know, a fringe, like, five-time all-star but if you're also a five-time champ, that's a Hall of Famer. So championships matter in that respect to those secondary stars that you have in the NBA Finals. 
But when you're talking about the the greats, right? I mean, when Kyrie Irving there, he he was one of the greats. So a second championship that would for him to mat would matter a lot more than it would Kevin Love or Clay Thompson. But for st- so that that primary tier of star is Clay, is uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. How are their legacies impacted? Steph Curry, going from a two-time champ to now a three-time champ, is totally different. Puts into the same conversation as Dwayne Wade as an all-time great. And this is the thing, right? He's a two-time MVP. One-time only player in the NBA history. Unanimous. Dwayne Wade doesn't have one. I mean, where, where does Steph rank among the all-time point guards? That's, that's kind of a topic for another day. But it, it's, it's interesting to take stock of now. A three-time champ, probably the most influential on, a, on the current dynasty in the NBA, and totally revolutionizes the NBA. I don't know if he's good as good as Isaiah or Stockton, in a one-on-one, but basketball isn't played one-on-one. It's a five-on-five game, and the spacing he creates and his off-ball movement, accompanied now with the accolades of being a two-time MVP of the regular season and a three-time champ, I think moves him even further into that all-time point guard debate. Kevin Durant is kind of where we get into this argument of how good is he really? Because after this finals and this second consecutive finals MVP going back to back, some people are thinking that he's the best plus. I mean, some people think he's the best player in the league. That's asinine. That, that's bullshit. If you put LeBron on the Warriors and KD on the Cavs, do the Cavs make the finals? No. The Warriors probably sweep Boston. And, but this is the whole thing with KD, right? He's universally recognized as a top three player. Most people say he's a top two. Second best player in the league. But I think that there's a head and shoulders difference between KD at two and LeBron at three. And I think there's a razor thin margin between KD and a healthy Kawhi. And, and this is the other thing, right? When you're ranking these players currently and in all time debates, how how you rank them and the metric you use. The, the metric I use for ranking these all-time greats is it's a five-on-five five game. If you can beat a guy one-on-one, cool. Do you make your team better? Do you make your teammates better? Are you in that upper echelon of, of stars that are going to push you to a championship um, contender? Now, this is just one more quick point on Steph. One-on-one, Russell Westbrook would destroy Steph Curry. I mean, not destroy. If they were playing a game to 11, it would probably be 7-11 because Steph Steph Curry is a bad man. Stephen A. Smith. But the question, five-on-five with four guys who are virtually the same, whose team do you pick? And it's Steph. The spacing he creates for his shooters, 
the way he gets other guys involved, I think he's a better leader. And 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 that's another thing, right? Is if you, in that upper echelon of all-time greats within the league right now, because it's not just MVPs, right? Like Dwayne Wade to me is better than James Harden. James Harden just won the MVP. I'm in, but in that all-time debate, Wade never had that MVP. It's it's whatever. I think we can all agree Dwayne Wade is better because of his playoff performances, because he plays defense. But one-on-one, I don't know who wins. Especially because Dwayne Wade's prime was... It started early, earlier than James's did, as compared to his career. But it... it I mean, I don't know. But we're kind of getting sidetracked. Kevin Durant, I think, cemented himself as a top five... Small forward. I mean, if, I mean, if you look at it right now, who, who's ahead of him? LeBron, Bird, probably. And this is the other thing, right? For KD, compa- like contrasted to Kevin or Clay Thompson, for KD to get that second title to go back to back validates him as a champion. Now, it wouldn't have that. I think it's this, it's the LeBron effect, right? I don't think it would have validated him. It would have, or no, it would have validated him more to win an OKC with, with Russell Westbrook and beating these Golden State Warriors. That, that validates him more as a champion. He gets credit for those first two rings in Golden State, much to the effect that LeBron gets credit for those two rings in Miami. But that one in Cleveland means so much more than those two in South Beach. I, I think that's undeniable at this point. <sighs> so, that, so, that, so that's how it moves. Clay, Dre. I mean, Kevin Love It's not really affected in this. Steph's moved up. Durant's moved up. Although probably incrementally. This is where the thing with LeBron James gets. It's an incredible feat to get that team to the NBA Finals. But here's the thing. In 20 years from now, it's not going to matter. Nobody's going to fucking remember that... LeBron James' team was trash. Just like we don't remember that in Jordan's first championship, Worthy got hurt and Kareem wasn't there. Jordan didn't beat the Showtime Lakers. He beat the no, he beat the closing time Lakers. Timor Magic was the best player, which, hell, he's a great player, but without those two other stars, it hurts. It affects it like Kyrie going down. Like, no, like, in 20 years, nobody's going to remember in 2015 that Kyrie Irving went down. And that's, and that's the main reason Golden State won their championship. They're just going to call Steph Curry a three-time champ. And the fact that LeBron has a 3-6 and six finals record now. And it's... And it's... It's infuriating, right? Because context matters, but in 20 years, context doesn't matter. Numbers matter. Highlights matter. 
moments, emotions matter. I mean, look, LeBron didn't do himself any disservice by getting to the finals. That's an achievement in itself. But you couldn't get one game. And I know the JR game is going to live out for a long time. And that JR is going to have to live with that, that he lost them game one. But damn, you can't get them one more. Like, you can't get them one. Not in your own house. I mean... LeBron's my favorite player. I still have him cemented at number two. All time. But damn, you can't get him one. I don't know. But those that's just kind of a brief overview of the state of the um, NBA Finals for the legacy st- from a legacy standpoint. Just to get a brief overview of where the NBA is at before people change teams. Now, if we want to move into the draft, which I think comes first, it's a fundamental building block of how teams are going to go forward. To me, the draft doesn't really matter. And I'll probably be proven wrong in about six months when, you know, some crazy Donovan Mitchell-type character comes through and has a huge impact. This... But, but I mean, this is the thing, right? When you go through the, the draft list, top five players, not going to make an impact next year. And when I mean an impact, I mean a championship caliber impact. I don't even think, I, I mean, how far down do you have to go to find a player in the dra- that was drafted that's going to be in the playoffs next year? Aiton's not, Bagley's not. Doncic's not. Jackson's not. Actually, Jackson might. Now, going, going past number four, Conley coming back. Gasol's coming back. But I don't know. They were so bad. I mean, I mean, so maybe, maybe Memphis. But Dallas isn't. Orlando's not. Chicago. Cleveland, if LeBron leaves, isn't. Knicks, God no. Philly, Charlotte, the Clippers, and this is the steal of the draft. If everything works out, right? At number 14, the Denver Nuggets pick Michael Porter Jr. Now, this is the first player that can have a major impact on a on a playoff team. I mean, he's got that whole back injury. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. And he had the same back injury that basically crippled Tiger Woods. Crippled this game, not actually crippled him. And Steve Kerr had to sit out a couple of games for. Or actually, it was the beginning of the season. That's when Luke Walton went on that huge run. But man, oh man. At 14. On a player that's got that type of upside. If he plays it all this year. He, he would be the first guy to have an actual impact on a playoff team. Troy Brown and Washington, I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you keep going down further and further and further. And, I mean, the only, the only two guys who got drafted, if LeBron signs 
with, if, if, let's say LeBron signs not Cleveland. Then if, if LeBron, if LeBron signs in Cleveland, then Colin Sexton has a, is going to make a big impact on a playoff team. But man, when you see that Robert Williams went 27 to the Celtics, I mean, it just, I mean, whenever the Celtics pick, I'm not a Celtics fan, but it just, it just makes you think. It just makes you stop because there's something different with Danny Ainge. And Jacob Evans drafted the Golden State Warriors at 28. He's not, he's not going to be, I mean, he's going to win a chip, bearing a LeBron to Houston or some other crazy thing. And even then, I don't know. But, yeah. So, so this is my basic overview in the draft. There are studs in this draft. I think Donjic has a great chance to be a great player. Aiton has a great chance. Bagley. Um, Bamba. Sexton. Sexton's not going to be great, but he, he's got... I mean, he's going to be a solid player. Porter Jr. Porter Jr. and all the Pentons back, man. But if he comes back even... 90% of what he was for Denver. Pair that with Jokic. And they've got a couple of nice young guards with Murray. And then they got Millsap under contract. I mean, that's a squad right there. That's a real squad. But yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my take on the draft. The draft to me, when you're constructing a team that's gonna be the Warriors, I mean this is more just taking stock of what the NBA is and gonna become. So players to look out for, to, to me, I think Donjic at, you know, I mean, he was drafted three, but he actually went five. He got traded to Dallas. I, I don't see it with Trey Young. Jared Jackson, I haven't seen enough of. Bamba, I think, is, is going to be good. He needs to put on a lot of muscle, though. Aiton's the most pro-ready with a high ceiling. Whereas Bamba... Bamba has a high ceiling, but he's not pro-ready right now. He doesn't, he doesn't have an NBA body. I like Colin Sexton's attitude. Kevin Knox is... I mean, he went to the Knicks, but... I mean, Kevin Knox... Uh, nah, best, play, uh, best player in Kentucky. He's super young. He's really raw. And then, hell. Makila, Makila Bridges being drafted by Philly and then cold-blooded traded to Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is a squad now, right? They've got Aiton, Booker, Jackson, and Bridges. That's a solid young core right there. That core might be as good of a young core as any team in the association. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. Would you take Aiton, Booker, Bridges, and Jackson over Ingram, Ball, Kuzma? Yes. Would you take it over Embiid and Simmons? No. Would you take it over Tatum and Brown? Just straight talent-wise. I don't know. I don't know if you do it. I mean, Tatum and Brown, I think, are going to have better careers just because they have probably the best GM in basketball 
and, you know, the coach who's got next on greatest in the league. I don't know. Talent for talent, though, I'd probably go Phoenix. That group of, of young guys compared to those guys in Boston. But Boston, Boston's a better coach team, and they're going to be managed better going forward. Just And, I mean, also just from a talent development standpoint, I have no faith in Phoenix. I mean, Devin Booker is just a great talent, but I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, none of these guys are having a huge impact next year. So, moving on, let's go to free agency. I mean, the, the players, I mean, it's basic, right? Kevin Durant signing with Golden State. Paul George up in the air between the Lakers and OKC. I'll get into that in a second. And Chris Paul. Chris Paul's going to Houston. DeMarcus is a... DeMarcus Cousins. People forget how good he is. But coming off an ACL injury... Will it affect his max? I don't know. But, but it, it, that's somebody to keep your eye on. Clint Capella's a free agent. DeAndre Jordan. Aaron Gordon. Jabari Parker, Julius Randle, Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans, Zach Levine. Mm. Trevor Reza, Enos Cantor, Nurkic from Portland, and Avery Bradley. J.J. Redick. Those are really the some of the top free agents. I mean, there are other guys. Marcus Smart, Smart Dwayne Wade, Dirk. He's just going to sign with Dallas. Um, and then there are complimentary pieces. You know, Kyle Anderson, Wayne Ellington, Thaddeus Young, Rodney Hood, Rudy Gay, Beasley, Greg Monroe. Yeah, you know, once you get down there, it's, it's kind of just supplementary parts. But the three guys that could have, or four, four or five guys that could have a major impact on what happens with the championship team. That could form a championship team, right? Okay, so the obvious one is Paul George going to the Lakers. And then LeBron James following him. So you would have a Lakers team, a starting lineup. I mean, I don't know who they would have at their big. But you would have a lineup of Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, Braun, and George. And honestly, if that team meshes, which I think, I, which I think, I mean, for as much as crap as LeVar Ball gives Lonzo, Lonzo's a good player. I, I hate when people say that Lonzo Ball's a bust. He's 6'6", best defensive player on the Lakers, which I mean, hey, it's not an impressive roster, but... Being the best defensive team on any NBA, but being the best defensive player on any NBA team is an accomplishment. Kid averaged something along the lines of eight assists, you know, almost seven rebounds. I mean, his shot needs to get fixed. I mean, he's on the path to me to be a great player. Uh, This is that, this is the thing. Without that shot, without the ability to score, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be great, but say he never develops a shot, right? He's going to be a really good player. That's a that's a team that could compete with Golden State. Now you have to see what the what the uh, 
bottom of the bench fills out to be and see and I mean, and Luke Walton has familiarity with Golden State. He could build a roster. But I think any team that you construct that has a chance to beat the um, Golden State Warriors that doesn't reside in Boston has to be has to have LeBron James. And even Boston might have to get a LeBron James. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Because, I mean, this this is the thing about the Golden State Warriors, right? They've got two MVPs in their prime. They've got one of the top... They've got a top five coach. They've got the a top five all-time shooter who's the second best shooter on his team in Klay Thompson. They've got maybe the most... The most versatile defender in the NBA in Draymond Green. If not Kawhi, then Draymond. And they rebound the ball well. They pass well. They defend at a high level. Their spacing is incredible. They, they, They don't have an ego about who takes the last shot. Who's hot is hot. That's who gets the ball. It's beautiful basketball to watch. But I think there's one thing that we all saw in that Houston series. And it's that I don't know if they're mentally tough. I don't know if they're a mentally tough team. I know Draymond's tough. But is Clay? Is Steph? I don't think KD is. I think the only reason they were in that NBA final or in that um yeah in that NBA finals was because Chris Paul was hurt. And like I said earlier in this podcast, I don't like blaming injuries. Because Worthy got hurt, Ewing got hurt in the NBA finals. Irving got hurt. It injuries decide champions. So I don't like to dwell on the whole yeah, uh, yeah but if he was injured. Going forward Looking to next season, if Chris Paul re-signs with Houston, I think it's a different story. But I also think it's a different... I think it's a game-changer when um, Andre Iguodala went out, too. So, it's a hard... So, I mean, it's not 50-50. Andre isn't to Golden State what Chris Paul is to Houston, right? And if if Chris Paul is there, the Houston, Houston... is the NBA is the 2018 NBA Finals champion, and James Harden wins Finals MVP, a championship, and MVP in the same season. But he didn't, and we can sit here and talk about and dwell on if thens or thats, but he he's not, he's not a champion, not yet. He could be, maybe. But Chris Paul is the heart and soul of that team. I don't I don't think he's better than James. At this point in his career. But Chris Paul is the more important. Now here's an, here's something that you can think about. Would the Houston Rockets have won those la- one of those last two games. Either game six or game seven. If instead of Chris Paul getting hurt. James Harden gets hurt. And Chris Paul's there. I don't know. That's a real argument. If they would have won those two games. I think they would have. 
And this is my whole point, is I don't think Golden State's a mentally tough team. I think the way they've won these championships, especially these last two, is they've out-talented the field. I mean, especially last year in 2017, there was no team that could touch them. There was no team that could touch them talent-wise. Even when Kyrie was in Cleveland, and it was love, Kyrie, JR was a year younger, still had a couple of legs. LeBron, that team won one game. So Golden State is an all-time great team. It's a dynasty. And maybe fatigue is the thing that beats them. And they beat themselves this year because no one can match up with them talent-wise. And the Celtics catch them, right? Because a lineup because a lineup of Irving, Hayward, um, Tatum, Brown, and Horford, that could compete with Golden State. I just think, I just, I don't know. I think Tatum's a year too young. I mean, even though he showed it in the playoffs that he could still be a big... This is the thing, right? Is it's Tatum's got Tatum's got that dog in him, where it's, he's just gonna keep coming at you. That I think, Clay, not Clay, um, Steph and Durant just don't have. If Curry's cold, he's cold as ice. If Durant, uh, Durant fades in and out of games. Durant isn't always dominating. This is why Kobe. Is an all-time great. Because you could feel his presence in a game. You could feel when he made a shot. It's like, oh no. Oh no, Mamba's coming. I think outside of the Boston Celtics and fatigue by the Golden State Warriors. If LeBron goes to Houston... They beat the Warriors when they deplete that bench, lose Trevor Rizzo, lose um, Clint Capella, probably have to lose Eric Gordon, fill out that bench with shooters. Do they beat them? They're better. And I think they would have beat them this year, so probably, but I don't think LeBron's going to Houston. So if LeBron and Paul George go to L.A. with a 6'6 point guard who can't shoot, Kyle Kuzma, who's probably more suited to be the best six man in the NBA than he is to be the best player on a championship team and an improving Ingram. Is that team competing for a title? I don't think so. And then here's another scenario, right? If you trade, say you trade Ingram and Kuzma for Kawhi. And your lineup is, you know, LeBron, Paul George, Ball, Kawhi, and it doesn't matter who the last person is. With the Luke Walton coach team, I think that team, they're not the favorites because Golden State has won three out of the four championships in the recent in recent memory. But I, if I was a betting man, I would bet on them. A Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron James, Lakers team going up against a Golden State team. I, 
I mean, it depends on Kawhi's help. Depend on what Paul George wants to do in fourth quarters. But damn, LeBron had him in Game One of this of this 2000 NBA Finals. Almost beat him in Game Three, and that was without a star. That was without a star. So I don't know. I mean, Kevin loves a star, but he did not play like it. Played like it for a couple games in Boston. Played like it in game six or seven of Indiana. Played great in Toronto. But most of the, he was just a guy in Golden State. And the majority of Boston, he was just a guy. But if you give him Paul George, Kawhi, tell him go get those boys off in Oakland, that's a fight. That's a team. I never believed in the Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Paul George team. But damn, a Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, switch everything, doesn't matter. You're going to have a defender on him. And even and, and and with and if you could keep Ball, who's a 6-6 point guard, long and like I said, a good defender, not great, but a good defender. Fill out that roster with shooters. Maybe get a Michael Beasley to go off the bench. That's a team. That is the only team that I would say I would, I mean, would I favor them? That's the only team I would say I favor over the Golden State Warriors. Boston next year getting two All-Stars back for the playoffs. And Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I mean, I think, think I think they're. I I'm not favoring that Boston team over Golden State, but they can give them a real fight. But a Lakers team of Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi, Luke Walton, Ball. That's a real team. So, anyways, how long has this thing been? In about half an hour. Okay, so thank you for watching Point Good. And I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you liked it. Um, go to my merch store. Just kidding, I don't have a merch store. But seriously, thank you for watch, uh, listening. Damn it, Tom. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.